Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to another episode of the Expert to Authority show. My name is Simone Vincenzi, and I'm your host. And this is the show for coaches, speakers, and trainers who want to grow their businesses while making an impact in the world. And today, we are going to talk about uh, unlocking your soul purpose. And I love this conversation because uh, right now we are in a period in our society where we are bombarded with opportunities, with information, and it's easier to stop listening to ourselves. So this is going to be an episode where we are going to go back into who we are and ourselves so we can listen our voice. And in particular, how do we find that voice with all these distractions? Uh, that's what uh, one of the topics in w- which we'll cover today in this interview few things before we get started. Um, you can visit the show notes uh, so you can uh, get your gift. My gift is uh, the webinar conversion kit, which will help you create a high converting webinar presentation in less than three hours. So you can find the link in the show notes or at webinarconversionkit.com. And then you will also see uh, the website for of Melissa, our guest for today, which is Leverage Spread Wealth. Dot com. So for any resource that Melissa is going to share, then uh, go straight away in the show notes. Don't wait until the end of the interview. You can go there st- uh, immediately. Now, let me introduce our guest for today. Uh, she's uh, Melissa Hughes, uh, founder of Leverage Spread, Spread Wealth, a business and movement that is all about helping people live richer lives as a result of becoming their best selves. Melissa is a best-selling author, speaker, and master business coach that became self-made millionaire by the age of 31. Uh, Known as the guru of implementation, Melissa's success and that of her client is a result of practical proven systems for business and life success. Uh, Melissa, welcome to the show. So good to see you here. Great to be here, Simon. Thank you so much for having me here. Can't wait to serve your listeners today. It's it's great. Looking forward to it. Uh, and for everyone that doesn't know, we're like we have rescheduled this interview just because of my fault about five times, and she's still here. So I gotta give her five gold star for perseverance and dedication, because if it wasn't just for me, probably this interview would have not happened with all the amount of time I rescheduled. So thank you very much, Melissa, for your flexibility. It's great. Absolutely. absolutely. Now, before we talk about purpose, uh, I asked you a question before, which is uh, how we start our interviews uh, to share a tool, a tip or a strategy or something you use or something you do that can help in your business or life that is worth sharing. It's like, this is so good. People oh, need to know. Yes. What is, that, what is that for you? This is great because I do have a juicy tool and tip that I use. What I love is being able to impact people in a positive way. And I'm out there in the world all the time. But what's also very precious to me is how do I impact my home? As a businesswoman, an entrepreneur, life can be crazy. You're right, Simon. I am persistent and I do persevere. But after a while, I found that um, this is a tool that I incorporate to really have a level of grounding, to listen to myself, to create days that are very successful and being able to walk through these days in a way that makes me feel amazing. And that's starting it off with meditation and setting intentions. So in the morning, what I will do is I will go to my office and this is what I love. It doesn't take a long time. I'll go to my office. I'll do some guided meditation. um, And then I will actually imagine my day. I will imagine my day before I step into my day. I'll imagine the morning, the, the middle of the day and the evening time. 
I imagine it when it comes to even my, my meetings that I'll have with my clients or potential clients. I'll imagine it when it comes to my daughter in the morning. How do I want her to feel as a result of me stepping into this day? How do I want my husband to feel? So, and my clients to feel. So, and me to feel. So I know not only do I think about my day in those three parts, I think about how do I want to live this day with grace and ease and how do I want it to land with the people that I interact with on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And then after I set that intention, then I step into my day. This is very powerful. This is very powerful uh, in particular because one, it doesn't take long. No, it doesn't take a long time. It's not like a five-hour long meditation right. that uh, you need to book half a day in order to complete. But also it's very intentional because as you mentioned, you set intention, you see you know, how the day is going to unfold. And um, I'm curious, uh, comparing before you started doing this practice to after. Yes. Can you give an example that for you could be maybe recently or the early stages that blew your mind that you said, oh, my God, this stuff really works. This stuff really works. Oh, absolutely. Because, you know, I've always heard about meditation. I've heard about setting intentions and all that's great and manifestation, all that wonderful stuff. Um, what I feel like, though, is that before I was doing this, I can start my day calm as I'll get out. I'll do my meditation. I'll step into the day. It, it could be just crazy days because I didn't have the intentions with it. And then when I do an intention, it's like, okay, this is what I might want. But I never thought about, well, how do I want to feel while I'm accomplishing that? And how do I want the others that are interacting with me to feel as well? How can I be intentionally um, loving? How can I be intentionally listening and understanding? And so that's what that's what was the difference for me. That glue is what the, because we're so powerful as human beings. Yeah. And this is an organized way for me to, to leverage what we all have inside of us to create better days. I realize when I don't do it, ah, uh, it could just go sideways, you know, and maybe not after the first day, I don't do it or the second day or the third day, but mm -hmm. a week of not setting these intentions and, and how I want the days to go, like what's my intention. And then I step into it. So anything can happen, but I'll say that sometimes I'm caught because I know how I want to feel. Yeah, that I, I catch myself in this intention creating. I can catch myself on how I want people to feel like this is my contribution to this world. It's like as I get this breath, this is how I want to show up. Also, I catch myself on how I want to feel, too. So I can be I'm a great giver. My clients are givers. I love givers. But sometimes we can overgive and not have healthy boundaries. So I also think about, well, how do I want to feel as I'm serving in the world? So that's kind of how I don't have to be a martyr. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to overgive and all those things. It really supports, it creates this flow that is that is guided and that really up levels anyone, including myself. I, I love it. What I'm hearing you saying is really about, uh, for you, was uh, about having the experience uh, that you wanted to have throughout the day, that you yeah. may not even thought about because you were just going through the motion, giving, exactly. and maybe things would happen still even, but you would feel a different way. I feel exhausted. I sometimes be great days, not every day, but I'm just saying like, it could have been done a little better. Like going through the motions and losing and not getting grounded is not a, a recipe for success. It doesn't mean we won't be successful, but it can also lead to burnout. It could also lead to rubbing people the wrong way just because you want to get it done. You know, those kind of things, you know, and also just thinking about, well, what's the impact of yours when we're leaders and we're business owners and we're influential in that regard, there's a higher standard. So that's what I really want to be mindful of. And that's what that's what I took on. Took full responsibility. I love it. You know, um, it's something that with my wife, we play a lot with it, uh, in particular setting intentions. 
and it was interesting. We were recently um, of uh, a cruise around Italy and uh, then staying um, with some friends in, in the south. And the day of the cruise, like the intention that we set for the entire trip is for that to be effortless. Yes. That was the intention. Yes. Like yes. everything is going to fall into place. It's going to be effortless. Now, it's not a challenge that's going to happen because, for example, we were on the last day of the cruise and my wife had this sense uh, uh, which I think is going to link to the topic about finding your own. But my wife has this at this sense, like check that the reservation of our place in Puglia is actually true. Okay. Let me check. Actually, the guy didn't have the reservation at all. Didn't have. So we arrived the day of the cruise without really having a place to stay Right. in a, in a, in a place in a town, which is quite small and a lot of Airbnb were booked up. Mm-hmm. However, on the same day we arrived, we, uh, we sailed, we went off the ship, went on Airbnb, and the new place that wasn't there before was listed at a much lower price, was a new building. It was a tr- it was like a three-bedroom house for in dollars. It was like $50 a night. Amazing. In the center. It was awesome. So talking about setting the intention and the feeling of effortlessness, that's how it manifested. So. Yes. I think we, we that's what we are talking about here. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's you know, during the pandemic and everything shut down, you know, I volunteered for us to have Thanksgiving over our house. Okay. Now that's kind of hard following all the standards. Thanksgiving is like where family comes together. And um and Thanksgiving might not be in Italy because when I was in Italy at Thanksgiving, we ended up having steak at a great restaurant. And I don't think that's what we think Thanksgiving. But in the United States, it was a time for family to, families to come together. And I had to have it outside. The ovens obviously are inside. And I literally set the intention that I want people to feel loved and feel connected in spite of everything that's going on. And for me to be able to do it with grace and ease. So as one of the ovens were giving me a problem, like I had two ovens, like as like something I thought, oh my gosh, it's going to need more time to cook. Like these kind of things could have created a lot of anxiety. I mean, I'm having all these people over. We're doing the outside thing to honor the pandemic and all the safety things. Oh. And it could have been a crazy mess. But when I got stuck, I said, grace and ease, grace and ease. And solutions came out of being filled with grace and ease, like the, just continually having that intention, meeting me at every turn. Um, and it ended up being amazing and beautiful. And, and we were able to keep the older folks safe and the younger folks good and everyone had a good time. But that was like very stressful. Um, but I was able to navigate it and still make sure that everyone felt good, whole, connected, and it was done with grace and ease. Yeah. So everyone, meditation with sending intention, not just for others, but also for yourself. Really, really powerful. Now we're going to talk now about the topic of unlocking your soul's, your soul's purpose. And I want to understand from you, like, why, why is this important right now? Because, uh, you know, we can talk about, you, you know, you, you have business experience, uh, yes. um, self-made millionaire before the age of 31. But somehow we are here talking about not like how to make money or, but we are talking about purpose. So wh- why is it so important for you? Why are you so connected to this topic? I am very connected to this topic because I feel like um, we are, there's a lot of things that can limit us as individuals, as people, as a collective. Um, being divisive. Um, struggling in business, struggling in family, struggling in all different areas. And I continually see what I call the giants in the world, the people that have been through some things, highly educated, making it happen in the world, but yet we end up limping. 
And what I found when it comes to giants of the world, no one sees your limp because you're strong and people lean on you for all the things. And sometimes you need a place of refuge, just like you give everybody else opportunities to have refuge. You need a place to go. And sometimes you don't even, we don't even know how to ask for the help, how to ask for guidance. And I just found that um, when we are looking to live our purpose and live in alignment, we have to let go of some of the societal expectations and really lean into the humanity um, collaborations, humanity, what does humanity need? And we're included in the humanity discussion. And when it comes down to humanity and the thing that we all have in our hearts is we all have a soul <laughs> and we all have this thing called intuition. And when we're able to be grounded and be reminded of who we are and how great we are and whose we are, then I find that more love comes out. I find like more business is done, but business in the spirit of serving humanity in a positive way. I find that you can, quote unquote, have it all when it comes to being able to navigate life with more ease and grace. Um, and it doesn't mean that it's not hard. Life can be hard. But when you're able to live in your soul purpose, you feel connected. You're actually more connected to the, your highest version of yourself. And you're also connected to the to the um, not necessarily the artificial intelligence, but the higher consciousness, if you will. And mm -hmm. so when you are looking at being a rock star and getting all the things might be material if that's what floats your boat, but also the immaterial, the things that money can't buy and having your sole purpose in alignment with your divine order. That's something that I think has been so powerful for me and some of the people that I've served as well. I have so many questions right now. <laughs> I have so many questions because uh, I'm a hundred percent with you. In terms of, I believe, I believe what, what you say. I believe it's in my word as well. The, que the first question that I have for you, this is where I would love to start, is uh, what was one of the societal norms uh, that you had to get rid of from, like, in your own life, from your own personal experience, in order to be connected to your soul's purpose? Well, one of them. Okay. <laughs> one of them. You pick one. You pick and choose. <laughs> Gosh, you know, I, I one of the things that I believed was that um, my family is originally from Jamaica, and so when I was born in the United States, and it was this whole thing about you know get your education, get a job, get married, all the things, um, and and so really wanting to please others, to follow others' dreams, at the cost of my not having my own. Um, I thought I was doing really great things. I was, I was checking all the boxes. I was going with the plan. But there's a plan that, you know, folks can have here. But then there's a plan that you have your own purpose. And to know that, you know, I, I did the corporate America thing. I, 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 I climbed the ladder. But I also always felt like this can't be it. Like, <laughs> this can't be all that there is. And, you know, that whole working for someone else and, you know, doing the right thing and getting a good job. That was one of the things for me that from that from my family, um, my mom and dad, that was something that they drilled into me. Like, this is the this is the way. And it was the way until I was able to really check in on myself. I call it the power of the pause. Like, yeah, there's money in the bank. There's all these things, but I'm not fulfilled. And I something else is calling me outside of these walls. Yeah. And, um, you know, sight unseen, but I had to leverage, how do I get, how do I get outside these walls to discover it for myself? Uh, something that uh, I, um, uh, one of the things that I had to get rid of in terms of societal construct, it was also family construct. It was uh, the, uh, the savior um, yes. pattern that I had. 
um, mom, dad was an alcoholic, uh, mom raises a single mom. I try to fix the situation at home. And so I grew up with like the, um, which I discovered like, after ther- through therapy um, that I was, uh, was playing the savior. And that yeah. was uh, that thing. And it was, uh, and I was not only playing the savior in my family, like at work, I was playing the savior at work. I was the only one that was wanted to avoid confrontation, making everyone uh, happy with each other. And I will take on the burden of, of problems that were not mine to be solved, to be honest. And that right. became a big partner in my life. And the moment it took me years after I realized it to just get rid of it. And I still need to have it in check because it's so strong. But now it's way less, way less. But the moment I was able to get outside that, then another world completely exp- explored, expanded. Because now I could finally think about what do I want instead of how can I make sure that everyone else gets what they want? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, are you my brother? Uh, possibly, <laughs> possibly. Maybe I'm related. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I mean, that's what I learned. Like, martyrdom isn't sexy. <laughs> I had to learn that. <laughs> and yeah, absolutely correct. And, and, and you know, it does take a lot of courage. And to your point, some of our life experiences is really what support us and molded us. Like, you know, um, oftentimes people are like, oh, well, how are you able to do all these things? I said, well, when I was in school, I was not like the most popular. So I already had to follow my own voice. Like I was already up, from, up on the parameters of, of, of what the, the inner collection was. And so that forced me to have to find my way in so many things. But it also was a tool for me. It became my strength. But there has to be a time where, okay, well, what's driving you? Is it, is it love or is it fear? You know, is it the need to please, the need to feel like you're good enough? And when you're able to truly get grounded in your purpose, you realize that like, you're more than enough. Like you're not here on accident, <laughs> you're here on purpose. <laughs> and what is that for you? And as you expand, you have to let some things go in order for you to be in full alignment with yourself. That's what I had to do. I had to let, I had to let um, you know, other beliefs go in order to truly find what's the truth for me. And, and let's not complicate it. Like, you know, another thing is my family grew up in church, which is great. I do believe in the institution of church for sure. However, I kind of was leaning on like the person that's at the head of the pulpit or, or wherever they were to get my information. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute. That was like, I have a personal connection with my creator, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that was another thing. It was like, where are all these middlemen? You know, there's no need to have a middleman. When we're looking at having our, getting to the highest version of ourselves, we have what we need, but we have to let go of the layers to make it easier to rise, to rise so that we're grounded, so that we have assurance, so that we can be guided into what our next steps are with grace and ease. So that even in the times of uncertainty, we definitely still have a means to know that uncertainty is our friend because regardless, it's going to be okay. Now, it makes me think about but I think we had a very similar journey, probably in terms of upbringing. So that's why I think you're my sister. No, <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I'm a sister now because uh, being Italian, you no, know, raised in a, in a Catholic, Christian, Catholic family. And actually, I used, I grew up in church. Uh, and uh, when I was from 14 to 18, I was teaching catechism to the younger kids in primary school. So I was very involved in my church group. Yes. And I think that the best priest, and I've got nothing against uh, Christianity, Catholicism, any religion, sure, yes. because, for example, my mom is incredibly, um, that her, her faith is so strong, and that's how she experiences it. It's beautiful to see. Yes. And uh, 
at the same time, I remember the best priests were the one that helped me find my own connection with God. That's right. That didn't say, hey, don't rely on, on my sermon. What do you want with the relationship that you have with God? And I yes. think that I'd opened the door and I was very lucky to have some of them, not, not all of them, but some sure. priests that were more interested in helping me finding my own way to connect with God compared to read the book. Right. <laughs> Just trust the book. <laughs> like, okay, by the way. <laughs> uh, exactly. That doesn't really work. It's like, okay, I was just memorizing it and so on. Uh, uh, and, and what you said, and other things that you said that I love is, uh, uh, which I think is going to be a great segue for what we're going to talk now, is the ability and importance of creating space and getting rid of the old to create space yes. for the new. Yes, that's yes. what you said is, okay, we want to get rid of these societal standards that we have inherited or some of this belief that we have, question them, and then make space for for the new. So what, the question that I have for you before we talk about how the process would work and how do yes. you find that purpose, but the question I have for you is that what was the catalyst in your life that got you to find your own purpose? I will say the catalyst for me, it actually started a day. Uh, I was actually at this really nice hotel, luxury hotel and resort. And I had a great view from my desk, uh, a view that most people would die for. And I knew that while I was looking at it, I'd never be able to be a part of it. I was on back-to-back calls, <laughs> you know, putting out fires, answering emails and navigating company politics and doing work that doing work with some people that really some of them I didn't even like really, you know? And so I was thinking to myself at the time, this cannot be my forever after. This can't be what it's all about. I, I had thought originally that the more money that I made, I would be closer to freedom. And in that instance, on that day, I just realized this was the exact opposite. Um, with each pay increase and bonus, I felt like the handcuffs were tightening. Um, I had a vacation lifestyle without the vacation. And uh, I was, my career really dictated my life. And the more money that I made, it was the less time I had for myself, for the people that I loved. And I was pretty stressed out and lonely and very frustrated and, and definitely un unfulfilled. Um, but I was kind of ashamed of it because like, that's what I learned. I was like, hey, this is, I'm supposed to be happy. This is the best time. And I wasn't feeling that way at all. And so I always had this little voice and it would be like, there's more, there's more out there. And I was so hard pressed to just follow and make everybody happy. I would ignore it. It's not like it wasn't there. It's just, I would ignore it. But on that particular day, I was like, you know what? I know exactly what this looks like. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to follow what this little voice is saying. I'm willing to find out and stay curious as to what does life look like outside of these walls? And I did, it set me on a journey. It set me on a journey of personal development, self-reflection. Um, I invested in myself heavily to make sure that I pursued this other way. And um, I, was able to, I was able to find it. And it, if it wasn't for me listening to that voice, then I wouldn't be with you today. And now I'm able to do what I want with who I want at whatever time that I want to, you know, and that's very powerful. But my story isn't really that unique. I mean, many people traded hours for money um, yeah. and made a lot of money and then had no time to experience it. And many people have taken a stand for doing great things, but forgot themselves in the process. <laughs> so, you know, some of us have had that little voice speak to us so many times, but we ignored it to the detriment of our business and also our life. So that's why I believe that when you listen to the little voice inside of you, that's where the real living can begin. And uh, why do you think people ignore it? Because it's not, it, it, first of all, it's not loud. 
<laughs> the little voice, I call your intuition, it's already speaking truth. It's not having to yell at you. It's not having to create a whole dissertation. There's no paragraphs. You know, when you're listening to your intuition, it's like, go left. You can do this. Call such and such. It's it's basic, right? Or it, you can have a smell or you can or you can feel something you like you like you're the gut. Okay, this is not although this person looks amazing, their resume looks like paint by numbers. This is not a good fit for our organization. But you know, because the resume's out there and you're seeing everything, you ignore that gut yeah. feeling. Or you're going into a deal and you're thinking, "Oh, this is, this is so attractive. This looks great." But something just kind of in the back of your you just not feeling that this is the right thing, but you ignore it because the deal looks so great and then it implodes. So there's, that's why I just feel like we don't listen to it because we're so used to listening to outside of ourselves yeah. that we've lost sight of how to listen to inside of ourselves. Mm. Now I gotta say my wife, uh, she is, I think she's one with source on, uh, on, on this topic. I think my intuition is my wife. I will be lost. <laughs> right. I, I'm just wandering through life until I found her. And literally, uh, she has such a connection that she would hear voices. She just cannot explain, but then after we'll find the solution. Last example, for, for example, and, and I, sometimes I like to test it. I'm like, no, we're doing this way. Even if she's <laughs> right and her voice is right. I'm still like, no, my voice is saying something different. She's like, we, were, we went to, um, to a shopping mall. Uh, with a friend of ours uh, and there is there are a lot of restaurants there so there were two burger places yes. one that we know and another one that just opened i'm attracted by the new thing <laughs> like, oh, i like i like this one i know i'm gonna have a great burger but i really want to try this other place that is new that just opened yes she said you know what this is more dessert place it just have burgers on the menu i don't have a great feeling that it's gonna be a great burger like you know what i really want to try she's like okay but we go into the place it took an hour to get that burger delivered an hour <laughs> and the bun was frozen wow oh my <laughs> goodness it was the most disgusting shit is- i've ever had in my life <laughs> i looked at her and said don't and she gets these things all the time from burgers to bringing an extra sd card for yes. the camera because one somehow doesn't work anymore that was right. working until the day before she got a replacement one and yeah, all, yeah. All... yeah i live in i live in the surrender at this point yeah living in the surrender right um, I actually, you know, I say, I, for me, I say, God is the boss of all bosses. So I'm like, okay, well, what do we need to do? What are we doing now? Like with the intentions, with the going out there and, you know, sometimes it'll be like, all right, well, I never go that way. Why am I going that way today? Turns out there was an accident the other, on the other street that I usually go to, you know, just different things that happen. But I promise you, I, I actually taken clients. I had a, I do international retreats. <clears throat> this one in particular was how to leverage your intuition in business and in life. And literally I supported them on, okay, what does your business need to tell you right now? I gave them an exercise. I walked them through this exercise so that they could actually listen because business actually has a soul too, believe it or not. (laughs) So, you know, it's kind of like when they do chat GPT, the quality of your questions are the quality of the answers that you get from your intuition. Um, Oftentimes we need to stay curious and not um, automatically assume that we know everything. It's what you don't know. That's where the magic resides. 
And I love that I don't know everything because then that I have opportunity to stay curious and get answers that, you know, I would not have gotten if I was leading on my own brain. I'm very smart, but I don't want to limit my my ability to stay curious and have a life now that's barely recognizable because of how smart I am. You know what I mean? Like, so living in this surrender has really allowed me to live a life that I'm very thankful for. I'm grateful for every day. Now, the question I want to ask you is around finding your purpose, because we, we talked about, uh, you know, getting rid of societal norms and creating yes. that space, uh, uh, listening to that voice and really trusting that voice. And it's a process for everyone. You know, some people get it easier than others. Uh, I'm still... Mine is still a working program. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on uh, raising the volume a bit more uh, on that one. Uh, but also the other part is that you will have a lot of other people that might be listening or watching right now that either they're lost and so they don't know and they never know what their purpose is or was meant to be. Or maybe they had before, but then it changed and somehow they don't recognize themselves anymore. Right. with a purpose that they had before. I think right. that since I've started exploring the work about finding my life purpose and so on, probably already changed three or four times. And every time there was this transition, I felt very unsettled because there was a new identity that I needed yeah. to embrace in order to embrace that new level, uh, so if we won't call it. So from your perspective, what will be the first step to for someone to either find or refine uh, their purpose? Well, you know, there, there's the, everything you're saying is absolutely correct. Like, so the purpose that I, I believe to find your purpose, you really do need to um, reflect. Like there are times in our lives that we felt really great. Like we felt really connected. And what did that look like for you? You know, where were you the happiest? Um, what makes you cry? What makes you just be with joy? Like what's that? What brings like joy to your soul? Um, having that kind of reflection, also spending time by yourself um, and asking the questions like, you know, what, will, how can I serve in the best way? Mm. You know, uh, because purpose is just that. <laughs> so when you have purpose, you have life. And the reason why uh, we kind of get stuck in our own purpose is because, you know, if, if, if you were told that you're supposed to be a brain surgeon at, you know, five years old, <laughs> What you gonna do with that? <laughs> you might not have been ready for that conversation, mm -hmm. but as you grow up and you're a healer anyway, and you're really good at science, and you're like, oh, I love serving people, and you realize you have a knack. This is natural for you, you know. Then you will learn, and then you're like, then you kind of get guided in that way. Um, but in anything, be open to the possibilities. When you say, oh, this is my purpose, and you're like, okay, my purpose is to be a teacher. I want to serve kids. You know what I mean? You know, maybe later on you might be that politician that takes a stand or that or that major nonprofit director that mm -hmm. has multiple millions of dollars. And you might not get there unless you go through your purpose will find you through other places. Yeah. Your purpose does expand, but you don't know it immediately. I remember when I had my one of my first companies and uh, when I became a millionaire by 31, you know, that's that should have been like, oh, I made it. <laughs> and the, it was good for the moment. But I'm like, wait a minute, this is not it either. But but then when I fast forward and I started getting these clients when it came to coaching and stuff like that, I realized like and I started speaking in the world. I realized like, wow, if I did not do that, I wouldn't be here. If I didn't prove to myself that I could have my own business yeah. and I can do these things, I wouldn't be here. So even before that, you know, I had my, my dad had passed away and I was like, oh, my gosh, what's going on here? And, and I felt like God told me, it's like, you know, you're to bring joy to people's souls. 
I'm husband five five years old. I didn't know what that meant. Like that mm-hmm. English, please. Like, like what, yeah. based on where I was, I didn't know what that meant. But each step, each journey evolved and evolved and evolved. Now I'm a founder of a movement that's been all over the world. So, so that's not that was never on my bucket list. <laughs> that was not like like no, I did not have that idea, that purpose, that that vision when I was much younger. I really didn't. So I think when it comes to reconnecting with your purpose. Um, get back to you, get back to that quiet time. Um, there is the power in pausing, in journaling, in listening. I say prayer is talking to God. Meditation is listening. Right? So it's, it's, I keep things pretty simple. Right? So, mm, let's, repeat it, let's repeat it again. That's, uh, medit- that's, that's profound. Prayer is talking to God. Meditation is listening to God. Mm. So, so get back to the core. Like strip away all the things and get back to you. Even if you're just, if you love being in the, in the, in the forest or you love walking in nature, go back to that, go back to the things that you can be open to listening to what's really the next step for you. If you love the water, go to the water. You know, we have natural places that really hold spaces for us. We're all different people, but there is always something for somebody for all of that. So everybody has their own thing. Go back to that. And, and sometimes you just got to change your environment. Go away from all the strings <laughs> that, are, that are pulling on you day to day. Break away from that. Give yourself two, three days. Some people go on retreats. But that quiet is a very powerful place to be. And you want to have those intentionalities around that. So that, that's what I would say. Yeah, I got, I got to say like my happy place uh, is, uh, for example, lakes uh, in mountains, like mountain lakes. Yes. If you give me mountains and water or even like mountains and sea, like cliffs and it can be water and forest together, water and mountains together. That's my happy place. Like uh, something happens, it just become present. I'm like, right, right. It's getting present. Yes. That's that's really uh, talking about my happy place. Uh, I love I love what you said about creating space for yourself, asking a question. Goes back to the beginning of the conversation when we talked about setting the intentions in the morning. Yes, yes you now yes. it is a, a process of setting intention, even in finding your purpose. Right. And I have one more question, which is more a debate that I'm having with uh, sometimes friends, sometimes with my wife, sometimes with family um, when we are talking about purpose. Because I think there is, uh, you know, if you're, if I'm talking about the generation of my parents, yeah. Um, there wasn't talk about purpose there. No. Like it, w- it wasn't a topic. <laughs> you, you talk about 20, 30 years ago, purpose wasn't a topic. Right. You don't, now, teenagers, from like since you're a teen, because of social media, uh, because of viral posts and so on, or also the teachers that are more like the millennial generation that got right. into teaching now, now there is this... Uh, thing about purpose which on one side is great because it gets people to think that uh, you know there is something bigger but on the other side it feels like there is a lot of pressure because uh, there are some people that say but I don't know what my purpose is so I don't know what steps to take or there might be people that find purpose uh, that they want to find their purpose in their job Right. And so I guess there are a few questions here. One, do you see this, uh, the fact that uh, it is a, could be also perceived for a younger generation, a, like a, a huge additional pressure they don't need? And it's, two, this, the other question is, would you 
um, do you have to find purpose in your work or it can be something separate from your work and your work can just what's bring you money? Well, what's yes. your views on these two topics? Yes, yes. So, so to your point, as humanity, we've all evolved, right? And so what our parents' con top concerns were, especially depending on where they came from and where they're all that, they're not our concerns as much, right? The, the issues and the problems have evolved. The children now, um, anxiety is a real thing. And oftentimes anxiety is like too much data. Like there's no quiet place. There's no calming nature. Yeah. And so it's not... It's, the purpose is not the weapon, right? Purpose is knowing that you're more than enough. You are love. You know, what, what can we do to support you in believing in yourself? Because you're here for a reason. And even if you don't know the reason, you still are loved. Like you still have opportunity to do whatever you want. And I literally know that kids like can have so much anxiety because it's just data. And, and it's like society is like they stacking, 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 like, you know, all the things that we have to do. That's not what purpose is about. Purpose yeah. is actually quite simple. You know, and so it's kind of like, what's the delivery of that? And it doesn't have to be high pressure, high stress. If you don't know today, don't worry about it. Because <laughs> mm. it's going to come and when it comes, it's come at the perfect time. And all you need to do today is be present to today and know that, you know, you're here for a reason and you get to stay curious. And how about uh, the, the idea of do you have to find purpose in your work? Or yeah, no, that's not real. <laughs> so, 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 you know, I, you know, work is very interesting because, you know, we need to make money in essence. Right. And so um, now you can find purpose in your work when the values of the company that you're working with match. Like we all, I would recommend we all have our guiding principles, like what's your values, what's your guiding principles. And so even when I was not married and I was single and I was working for these Fortune 500 companies, the ones that I did really well in were the ones that actually had childcare programs and things like I was not, I didn't even need any of that, but I love the values of the company. And they were in alignment with the values that I had, whether I was participating in all these amenities or not, but I knew they really cared about people and whatever I was doing was serving people. So those were in alignment. So that can exist. Um, so, but, but the thing is, is that you can still make money at a place that you're not in alignment and it does impact your being settled and grounded um, and still get a big, a big paycheck. It doesn't have to be in alignment. Yeah, that's, that's a curious question that I ask because uh, people will give different answers. Some people, they are very focused on you know, your purpose, like in your work needs to be your purpose. And I used to believe the same. Mm -hmm. And then in the past few years, I went through a transition where I still wanted like my purpose change or my purpose evolve or, or mainly because my purpose was so attached to my work. Mm -hmm. The moment I didn't like my work anymore or where I was going or what I was doing, I'm talking about my business. Like I, I fell out of love with my business at some point. Yeah. And, but that means that I had a lot, a loss of identity because my identity and purpose was wrapped into the business. And so I literally spent two years just figuring out who the heck I was to have the business as an extension of me, but at the same time, be okay with who I am without the business itself. Right. And the thing is, businesses oftentimes can be an expression. I mean, that's your, your power to bring an expression to the world. And yeah. sometimes you're going through a, a reboot. 
you're going through a reboot. Like, like you can actually like, even in my business, I've actually been like, okay, well, when I started my company, I did not have, I wasn't married. I didn't have a child. I do now. And so I had to go through a reboot and say, well, what does it need to look like now in order to serve what I value? My values have changed a little bit, right? My values and who and my priorities have changed a little bit. So I can't be out there all over the place all the time. I want to be able to create something anew. And in order to do that, it's a little rocky because there's a model that's already set in place that actually was working, right? So then I had to change it up, get refocused so I can breathe new life into this creation called business. No, I can talk to you for hours. I said this interview is going to be 30 minutes. We are 40 minutes in. So I can literally I can talk to you for hours. It's been one of the most interesting interview I had recently, in particular, is an exchange of ideas and thoughts. And I really believe and value what, what you share and what you stand for and your message. I think it's really important for people to be able to, you know, find uh, that voice and listen to that voice and find who they are and uh, Use that uh, as part uh, on top of the logical reasoning. On and top of the day, yes, yes. So, use both sides and yes. become unstoppable. So I know that you have a film uh, that yes. you have created and you also resources, uh, which everyone can find at liverichspreadwealth.com. So it's liverichspreadwealth.com and you can find the link in the show notes. Tell me a bit more about the movie. Oh, yeah. So this is for this movie is for anyone that wants some inspiration, some direction. I mean, a lot of the a lot of how I got to where I am today, it was a lot of ups and downs. You know? so, like, like life is full of texture. It's full of richness. Right. And so some people might think, oh, this is happening to me. No, it could be happening for you. Your tragedy can be your transformation. Sometimes we need to be reminded. And so Live Rich, Spread Wealth is, is really a documentary on the movement, a documentary on how it came to be, and seeing the ebbs and flows. You know, I talked about corporate versus having my own business, serving the world. So if you're ever interested in being inspired for yourself and knowing what's possible, you know, I'd say check it out. I'd love to serve you in that way. Okay, so everyone go right now, either in the show notes or check out liveragespreadwealth.com. Uh, Melissa, it has been an absolute pleasure. I'm so happy we managed to make this interview. It has been incredible. We did it, Simon. We did it. And I want to just say thank you. Thank you for your level of commitment as well. Um, you've been doing this a while. You've been having some great people on here. And I just thank you for being a light and being, being that light for others and illuminating your light. And I just want to say thank you for all that you've been doing here. It's been an honor. Oh, I really appreciate it. And with this... Everyone, thank you very much for watching. Thank you for listening. If you have not subscribed yet, make sure you hit the subscribe button and leave us a review in your favorite podcasting platform, in particular Apple Podcast. Uh, of course, five star is good for the guest. It's good for the show. It's good for my ego. So it's good for everyone. Make sure you leave us the review. And until next time, remember that together we grow exponentially. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Explode Your Expert Business Show. If you enjoyed the interview, please subscribe to the show and leave us a review. Every week we will select a winner from the reviews that we get. So it might be you. Make sure you give us a review. It means the world to us and that's how we, you can help us grow the show. Also remember to download the Expert Business Checklist to get the roadmap on how to become an authority in your field. The link is in the show notes or you can visit gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. So it's gtex.events 
forward slash expert iPhone checklist. And as well, finally, if you want to receive daily support in your coaching and speaking business or explore how we can work together, join our private Facebook group, Explode Your Expert Biz. Again, you can find it on Facebook at Explode Your Expert Biz or the link is in the show notes. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, remember that together we grow exponentially.